98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The chief executive cuts hotel quarantine to three days in a push to open Hong Kong up to the world. John Lee says the change won't increase the risk for the community and won't get in the way of reopening with the mainland. And a restaurant industry chief says consumption vouchers have helped cook up additional business for the struggling sector. The chief executive, John Lee, has announced that people arriving in Hong Kong will have to spend only three days in hotel quarantine from Friday instead of seven. He said new arrivals would then be placed under medical surveillance for four days, during which they can leave their homes but won't be allowed into places that check vaccines passes, such as bars, restaurants and gyms. Mr Lee said statistics show that the majority of imported cases are detected during the first three days of hotel quarantine. He said letting inbound travellers go out afterwards will not increase the risk to the community. There will certainly be ups and downs in the number of infected cases. We will be monitoring that closely. But what is important is while we will do our best to control the number of infected cases, we have to also look at the risk factors. What we have recommended now of three days quarantine in designated hotels is after examining the scientific evidence and the data. Asked whether reducing hotel quarantine for overseas arrivals would make quarantine-free travel with the mainland less likely, Mr Lee said he saw no contradiction. He said officials were working with their counterparts on the mainland to come up with an arrangement under which travellers from the SAR will not raise the risk of infection across the border. Trying to connect with the world and making our travelled with the mainland as convenient as possible are no contradiction. We have to work towards uh, both measures, in other words, to make travel in and out of Hong Kong through airport as easy as possible and at the same time make travel in and out uh, of the mainland as easy as possible. The CE said shortening hotel quarantine doesn't mean the SAR is giving up on controlling the epidemic. The main purpose is while we can uh, control uh, the threat to our public health, we want also to ensure that societies can have the maximum degree of economic and social activities so that society can go about as normal as possible and the competitiveness of Hong Kong uh, can be maintained. Lawmaker Priscilla Lung welcomed the government's decision. The Business and Professionals Alliance representative says she hopes reduced hotel quarantine will pave the way for further opening up. The government is willing to open up to this three plus four policies are very important for international communication, business, professional, as well as I believe this is also the first step for Hong Kong to cautiously open up. And if it works well, then we can target to the next step. We may even convince our mainland counterpart to open more in the next few months. The operator of two community vaccination centres says almost 300 children under the age of three have been brought in for their COVID jabs since the government lowered the age limit to six months from Thursday. Dr Samuel Kwok said he expected that figure to increase slowly. He told RTHK that the parents didn't appear to be too concerned about the Sinovac jab, given that it used the inactivated virus similar to the flu vaccine. 
In fact, infants or young kids receiving vaccination is pretty common and very usual stuff or routine for kids. So now that we're using Sinovac, which is an inactivated virus vaccine, is quite similar to the flu vaccine, in fact. So I think parents are not very concerned about harms or any side effects from this. So they just come and receive. Of course, there are a few inquiries and questions about what are the conditions and things that whether they're suitable, but not too much. Dr Kwok also said his centre still had between 20 and 50 people a day coming in for their very first COVID jab. A representative of the catering industry says restaurants saw a 15% surge in business yesterday as diners rushed to spend the latest round of government consumption vouchers. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Simon Wong, the president of the Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades, said lunch hour business was clearly more brisk than before the handout arrived. Especially during lunch hours, people have just got their $2,000 and they're happy to eat out and spend some money. Business for Chinese restaurants and small to medium-sized dining spots in particular was rather satisfactory. People will receive a further $3,000 voucher later this year. A former Undersecretary for Security, Sonny Au, has been appointed as the Secretary General of the Committee for Safeguarding National Security. He replaces Eric Chan, who became Chief Secretary last month. The Chief Executive, John Lee, said Mr Au possessed a strong sense of national security and is well versed in national security affairs. The government has shot down a suggestion that it were, that if a that it will waive an increase in public housing rents for two years instead of the proposed one. Officials plan to raise rent by 1.17% from October, but the waiver means tenants won't see their bills increase for a further 12 months. But the DAB and the Professional Power Group say the burden is too much for tenants and want the waiver extended until 2024. However, the Housing Minister, Winnie Ho, says officials must consider factors besides affordability, including the financial health of the housing authority. She spoke through an interpreter. We have a budget deficit in 2022 to 23, so we must strike a proper balance. For this exercise, we considered the rate of increase of rent and the circumstances of our society, and we believe the total waiver of $262 million is appropriate, or else the HA's finances would be put on a strain. Sanya in Hainan province accounted for more than half of the mainland's COVID-19 infections for the day. The resort town, which has been under lockdown since Saturday, reported 413 cases. The tally across the mainland stood at 807. Overseas, a landmark bill which includes billions of US dollars to fight climate change has been approved by the US Senate. The legislation passed after a marathon session during which Republicans attempted to further stall its passage. The $430 billion bill will fund a range of measures to steer the US economy away from fossil fuels. The Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the bill would help all Americans. Our bill reduces inflation, lowers costs, creates millions of good-paying jobs, and is the boldest climate package in U.S. history. This bill will kickstart the era of affordable clean energy in America. It's a game-changer. It's a turning point, And it's been a long time in coming. To Americans who've lost faith that Congress can do big things, this bill is for you. It had been stuck in the Senate for many months, but now it's expected to be approved next week in the House of Representatives. 
Colombia's new left-wing president, Gustavo Petro, has pledged to unite the country by tackling inequality and to achieve peace with rebels while eradicating crime gangs. Mr Petro, himself a former member of the M19 guerrilla group, was sworn into office watched by over 100,000 people. He said he would tackle the country's poverty gap. I will finally unite Colombia. We will unite between all of us, our beloved Colombia. We have to end the division that confronts us as a people. I do not want two countries, just as I do not want two societies. I want a strong, just and united Colombia. Specialist teams from Mexico and Venezuela have joined firefighters in Cuba as they struggle to control a massive blaze at an oil facility in Matanzas. More than 100 specially trained personnel have joined the effort with plane loads of firefighting chemicals. The president of Cuba, Miguel Diaz-Canel, said he welcomed the help from the two countries. The aid has been offered in a prompt and timely manner. Immediately, the president of Mexico, Andres Manuel López Obrador, and the president of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro, contacted Cuba. They expressed their readiness to help without any conditions and without any delays. Officials say around 5,000 people have now been evacuated from the area where two fuel tanks are burning uncontrollably after a lightning strike on Friday. Financial news and businessman Thomas Lau is attempting to take the operator of the SAR's Sogo, Sogo department stores private in a $1.8 billion deal. In a filing to the stock exchange, the target company, Lifestyle International, says Mr Lau will not increase his $5 per share bid. It cites a weak retail environment given the absence of mainland shoppers during the COVID pandemic and the 2019 social unrest. Trading in the company's shares resumed this morning after being suspended on Friday. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,074. That's 142 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $41 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 135.11 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 1 cents. And the pound gets you 9 Hong Kong dollars and 47 cents. To sport and Manchester City are off to a flying start in their Premier League title defence. Rolls it in front of Erling Haaland. This is what he wants. Oh, that is his God. bread and butter. His second goal on his debut. The Norwegian superstar announces his arrival on the Premier League stage. Erling Haaland made his Premier League debut by scoring both goals in City's 2-0 win over West Ham at the London Stadium. City boss Pep Guardiola says Haaland's performance should silence the critics. Yeah, we scored a goal. He didn't score a goal. So people say he cannot have in the Premier League, he can, he's a failure. So it's a question of time. A guy who scored a goal all his life is going to score here. There's not, not reason to, to do it. Haaland says he's playing for a team that can only get better as the season goes on. I'm uh, surrounded, as you say, about amazing players and uh, we have to build on it and uh, it will become even better. It's early in the season and we have to get in shape and everything and for some good balls and uh, this will come even more. So uh, when we practice it a lot in training, we have to do it in game and uh, it was uh, some good goals today. Manchester United opened the new season with a 2-0 defeat to Brighton at Old Trafford. Both goals came in the first half through German midfielder Pascal Gross. United boss Eric Ten Hag felt his players were too soft on defence. We should have done things better and I think it wasn't necessary to give so easy two goals away uh, if we are better on the ball and if we 
make better decisions not only in technical skills but also decisions on the ball choices, then we can better dominate the game. Brighton boss Graham Potter says any victory his side at Old Trafford is worth celebrating. You can see how many times we've won here as a club. It's not a, it's not easy, it's not something that happens all the time. So I think when you do get the three points, it's nice to celebrate with our supporters. They were fantastic throughout the game, helping us out. They, they could appreciate the team, the quality of the performance. And then when we needed to suffer, which you inevitably have to here, we, we managed to do that. So it's a nice moment and now we have to prepare for the next one. Brentford completed an impressive comeback to earn a point against Leicester at King Power Stadium. The hosts had a 2-0 half-time lead before Brentford hit back with goals from Ivan Tony and Josh De Silva in a 2-all draw. England have won their first ever Commonwealth Games gold medal in hockey. The women's team defeated Australia 2-1. The BBC's Shabnam Yunus Jewel was watching. History has been made here at the Commonwealth Games by the hosts, England. They have taken goals for the first time in their history. No men or women's side has ever done it before. So it was bronze four years ago, but now they have gold. England scored first in the match. Holly Hunt in the second quarter. They were 2-0 up by halftime in the match when Tess Howard doubled their lead with a superb deflection into the back of the net. Australia did get one back, but it finished... 2-1 to England, so it is them who are taking on the gold medal and there's been brilliant celebrations. Finally, the Italian actor whose voice created the distinctive sound of the popular penguin Pingu has died. Carlo Bonomi was 85. The BBC's Simon Ponsford reports. Pingu the penguin was a huge hit with children and adults around the world. Carlo Bonomi was the man who invented his inimitable voice, not least the rude honk let rip when Pingu's beak turns into a megaphone shape. We see the cute, mischievous young penguin getting into scrapes while Carlo Bonomi mutters, babbles and squeaks the voices of all the characters with no identifiably clear language. <laughs> And the weather, the observatory says it will consider issuing the standby signal number one tomorrow morning as a tropical cyclone is likely to form later tonight or tomorrow morning. It says under the influence of outer rain bands, Hong Kong will continue to be affected by heavy squalls, heavy squally showers and thunderstorms tomorrow and on Wednesday. The forecast for tonight and tomorrow mainly cloudy with a few showers and thunderstorms. The temperature is 28 degrees, humidity 88%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive cuts hotel quarantine to three days in a push to open Hong Kong up to the world. John Lee says the change won't increase the risk for the community and won't get in the way of reopening with the mainland. And a restaurant industry chief says consumption vouchers have helped cook up additional business for the struggling sector. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
1991, Simply Red and Stars. Hi, honey, I'm home. 